This is the Frog for Life podcast. I'm your host, Rob Berline. When at the end of the day, the college experience is about so much more than that. It's about the time spent in study sessions. It's about those all-nighters you pull at Old South Pancake House trying to study for a final. It's about working at the Rickle and your work-study job. It's about meeting and connecting with a professor who you're learning from. It's about all those other things that happen in the middle. That is the voice of TCU alum and renowned news anchor Mark Istook. Mark will talk about his journey at TCU, his family history at TCU dating back to 1873, as well as all of the many jobs he's had since graduation, including what just brought him back to Fort Worth. We are so thankful today to be joined by new WFAA announcer, Mark Estook. Mark has had a wide variety of experiences. You probably most recently saw him on the NFL Network. And Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be on campus. So before we go into why you are so well-known around the nation now, why we'll go into why you're here today being a TCU grad. Why did you first choose TCU all those years ago? Oh, man, I wish I could give you some kind of awesome, awe-inspiring reason, but when you boil it down, I was from Fort Worth. It's the only college I applied to. My parents both went to TCU, met in the bookstore, and I'm a sixth-generation Horn Frog, so it was the only place that I ever wanted to go. So it's as simple as that. Sixth-generation Horn Frog. So was the first person of your lineage, were they here in 1873? They were here in 1873, yes. They were go all the way back to the beginning. That's fantastic. So you you know all the history, probably have all the pictures from back in the day. You know, it's, it's funny. I wish that I had a better understanding of some of the history because I'll go back and look at old yearbooks or read some of the history books about TCU's founding and how it got to where it is today. And I'm riveted by it. I find that stuff just to be so fascinating. If you're a Horn Frog fan or even just a Texan, because there's a little bit of Texas's story is embedded in the TCU story, I think, as well. I eat that stuff up. Mm-mm. And so being, having your whole family go here beforehand, you probably knew quite a lot about TCU rather than some that come from out of state. So how did the TCU experience as a student compare to what you saw growing up? It's a great question. I think it's easy before you go to college in general, whether it's here or any place, to have in your mind this romantic ideal of what college is going to be. And I think my experience probably felt short of that a little bit, partially because I had to work during college, uh, whether it was work study, on-campus jobs, or off-campus, to make ends meet, like a lot of students, obviously, who are trying to pay for their education and pay for their free time as well. So I think having to have a job made it a little bit more difficult to really be as engaged on in campus life as I would have liked, as that romantic ideal would have been. That said, I had a great experience here and made a lot of friends here, had a lot of good times here. I think if I had been uh, in possession of better study skills, that would have also helped have more time to hang out on the lawn, throwing a Frisbee around and going to parties and all that other kind of stuff that you put on your your high school uh, list of things you want to do when you go to college. When at the end of the day, the college experience is about so much more than that. It's about the time spent in study sessions. It's about those all-nighters you pull at Old South Pancake House trying to study for a final. It's about working at the Rickle and your work-study job. It's about meeting and connecting with a professor who you're learning from. It's about all those other things that happen in the middle. So I definitely had my fill of that. 
And you got your degree in radio, television, film, as it was called then, now digital media. What was the study experience like? It's probably different than it is today, but what got you, what, what really drew you to the program? I've told the story before. I was pre-med when I started at TCU, a biology major on the pre-med track, took bio, organic chemistry, all those classes uh, early on. And at some point in time, I was part of a group that was giving tours to prospective students. And one of the girls on this tour, I don't remember where she was from, but in her hometown, the local news anchor was a TCU graduate. And she tells us this, and it was like a light bulb went off. I was a kid who was a voracious news consumer. I had a Time Magazine subscription when I was an eight-year-old, watched local news all the time, uh, had done some writing for the Star-Telegram's teen newspaper section, was just a media consumer. I loved shooting and editing videos. It was as if I realized, I didn't know you could go to school for that. And I changed my major first to broadcast journalism, then to radio, TV, film with a journalism minor. And I remember taking my first communications class, Communications and Society. And it was, I think, one of the biggest classes that TCU had on campus at the time. And it was like I was home. It just all made sense. It all fit. I got it. All the difficulties I was having with organic, organic chemistry went out the window. And I knew this is what I want to do. And I don't know that I had this coalesced idea of specifically what that looked like. I just knew this is the direction I wanted to go. And I had read a previous interview you did, talked about that. When you were 14, working for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, uh, the teen news. and yeah. you Class came, Acts, I think, was the name of the Class section Acts. of the newspaper. And you, I believe, were assigned to interview one person, and you ended up meeting a very different celebrity. Can you yeah. tell that story? Yeah. So the very first interview I ever conducted, I think, I was supposed to interview Johnny Rutherford, Fort Worth native, uh, IndyCar uh, champion, uh, Indy 500 winner. And... So Johnny Rutherford was supposed to be at the National Cutting Horse Show taking place over at Will Rogers. And I show up and uh, they had a celebrity cutting horse competition of which he was supposed to take part. He was sick. Couldn't make it, I think. Couldn't be there. So uh, one of the competitors was Christy Brinkley, who at the time was married to Billy Joel. Well, Christy Brinkley, we'd already set up for her to interview somebody else, but Billy Joel just happened to be there. So I think whoever our editor was went over and asked if we could get an interview with Billy Joel. So that was my first interview as a 14-year-old kid, Billy Joel at Will Rogers watching people riding their cutting horses before the uh, uh, celebrity cutting horse competition, and he could not have been cooler. <laughs> and so I'm sure you were able to do a lot of prep doing it on the spot for a guy <laughs> like Billy Joel. I, I, I have a tape, an audio tape somewhere of that interview, and it's questions like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Who do you think you'll be in 10 years? What do you like most about your job? I mean, it was v so basic and that nasally 14-year-old teenager voice. But, I mean, what an awesome opportunity, right? And, and what good luck. I, as much as I would have loved interviewing uh, Johnny Rutherford, to, I was a, became a Billy Joel fan overnight. And we sit here in the Maudie KTCU studio and I believe I was told beforehand by station manager Jeff Craig that you 
were a DJ here in Maui for KTCU. So what do you remember about the experiences in this building? Yeah, my first opportunity on air. Uh, KTCU, we had a, there was a drive time show that I, I think a couple of shifts a week I, I would handle. And myself and uh, one of my classmates in the RTBF department, Ashley Brookhart, now Ashley McGill, uh, she and I would do this drive time radio show. And first opportunity on air, I'm sure those tapes are just as bad as that 14 year old interview with Billy Joel but that was where I caught the bug when I joined the program and it really set in there right out of college Mark thought he'd found his dream job working as an anchor for the local news in Denison Texas I think the dream at one point in time was to be a sports center anchor like it is for so many guys who are RTVF majors at the time, broadcast journalism students. That was the dream. And so to have landed at an NBC affiliate in the state of Texas covering the teams that I cared about, the Cowboys, the Mavericks, the Rangers, the Stars, the Horn Frogs, obviously, that was like, pinch me. I've made this. I've, I've made it. This is it. And had that job for a while and an opportunity came up to be promoted to the anchor desk, the 6 and 10 news desk, which was awesome. And then our sports director left and I took over the sports department. So in a span of a couple of years at a relatively young age, was able to do a lot of the stuff that I thought were dreams for me, career dreams. And I got to do them at that station in my home state. And that's when I think some of the goals started shifting. And before we get into what you did after that, LinkedIn, I want you to know, has a very extensive profile. And it lists, because you put this on your LinkedIn profile, it lists all 23 jobs you've ever had. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not more. That My question to you is, do you can you name all 23 jobs? Oh, man. From scratch? Let's see. Uh, Starting in Denison, we won't start at KTC or the Rickle. Okay, well, there would have been ESPN operating the clock and score graphics for them. There would have been K10 at the NBC affiliate. There would have been uh, City TV in Santa Monica, uh, uh, week, uh, Santa Monica Update. There was also Get Out for City TV in Santa Monica, City View, LA City View 35 in Los Angeles, Los Angeles this week. There would have been uh, some play-by-play in there for City TV in Santa Monica, their baseball championships. I think, uh, let's see, nothing but sports productions. There were some play-by-play there. There was Transformation Nation, a nationally syndicated uh, profile show. There was uh, a direct TV show, which the name is escaping me at this point. Uh, there was Gotta Get It for the Food Network. There was Hollywood 411 for TV Guide Network. And for TV Guide Network, there was a bunch of stuff. Uh, Emmys, Oscars, red carpet coverage, a Whitney Houston special, uh, Golden Globe. Uh, coverage as well. Um, a bunch of specials for TV Guide Network, which might have been on there. Uh, after that, there was a stint doing entertainment news work for CNN, a uh, tech show for the BBC called Click. Um, let's see, uh, several shows for Yahoo. They had some live movie premieres, a show called, uh, uh, what was the name of the show? 
There was a travel show for them. There's a travel show for AOL. Uh, let's see. Car Warriors on Speed Channel. Um, then the work for NFL Network. Backstage Live for the Television Academy. Uh, and maybe last but not least, Daybreak Anchor for WFAA. I think you hit them. Did I get them all? I don't. I think you listed more than it was even on there. See, I told you. I, I was surprised that there were only you that were. many. I guess the question that people are probably trying to figure out is, how do you go from being the news anchor in Denison to being a correspondent for BBC? Man, it has been a long, circuitous <laughs> path. But I think in some ways, for better or worse, I've been a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades. I'm somebody that has a wide-ranging curiosity I don't just consume news or sports or entertainment or tech news. I consume all of them. I'm a pretty voracious consumer of online news content and streaming content. And I think I'm just somebody with an insatiable curiosity. That's a blessing and a curse. A lot of folks in this business have done very well for themselves by finding their niche. What is their niche? And they go in that direction. Maybe you are the baseball expert and you have a long career covering baseball. Or maybe you are a movie reviewer and you build a career doing just that, talking about movies. I think for me, it has been... What am I interested in? And maybe I've got a little ADD where I can't fixate on one thing for any too long of a period of time. So starting out with, like I said, local sports and then local news and then moving to California about 20, almost 20 years ago, uh, 18 years ago to pursue some hosting opportunities. And there, combining my passion for local news and local sports with uh, some talent and production to learn how to do stuff behind the scenes. It just kind of led from one job to another and you work in one job and the way it works in Los Angeles in a lot of ways is you work somewhere, you meet somebody, you work with them and then they go someplace else and they might have opportunities there too. So it's been a circuitous route, but every one of those jobs reflected some aspect of, of me and my personality and stuff that I care about and I'm passionate about. Even the BBC? Yeah, the BBC was a tech show. Uh, it was a tech show called Click, and we covered uh, some aspects of tech in Hollywood. We would cover the different devices that we were, at the time, coming upon the streaming scene and how we consume our content. So, yeah, that very much dovetailed with the stuff I care about. While working for the NFL Network, Mark was able to add another milestone to his legendary career as he is able to work with a TCU legend. Yeah, so the NFL Network was interesting because I am a I'm a huge college football fan, bigger college fan, frankly, than I am an NFL fan. Love the NFL, obviously, too, but big college fan, obviously TCU. And one of my great memories as a fan was getting to watch LT on the field here. And for anybody that was around during that time and got to see him every time he touched the football, it was electric. And it was this was before frog fans were used to winning. So you combine how good he was on the field with the fact that we weren't used to seeing that kind of electricity. It's just a really special experience. And obviously, like any frog fan at the time, you're a huge fan of his when he's in the NFL playing for the Chargers and the Jets. And we'd never really crossed paths until uh, an awards banquet here at TCU, I think 2000, spring of 2011. And this was prior to my job at the NFL Network. And so he had started the network. I got the job. But even then, you have random schedules. You, you don't always cross paths with the guys there. And we finally did. And it was great to get a chance to connect. And uh, we both have small kids. So we were able to chat about that stuff in addition, obviously, to the TCU stuff. And then uh, he and I both served on some boards here as well. And just having an experience to be around him and, and to see the way he represents himself, the way he represents the university, 
I don't have to tell anybody who's, like I said, a fan of frog football uh, just how cool that is. And so most people would see you're on this big network in L.A., you've got everything you want, and then we find out this summer you are coming back to DFW. What was the draw after 18 years or so in L.A.? to come back to DFW? Well, there were a few things. One, I came back a lot as it was to visit family, to be involved uh, in the life of the university here at TCU in Fort Worth. I have a ton of friends still here in addition to my dad, my brother, uh, sister moving back to the state of Texas. So there was always this one foot in California and Los Angeles, one foot in Fort Worth and Texas and on campus in a way. That had kind of been the case since I'd left. But I don't know that I saw myself coming back necessarily because we had a lot of friends in California. We'd made a life for ourselves out there. Our kids had a good school and a great neighborhood, and we loved our house and everything that kind of came with the life that we'd built for us ourselves out there. Uh, but this opportunity came up at, at WFAA, and this was always a bucket list thing for me. The chance to work for Channel 8, had, I interned there, a sports and news internship. I'd always put that on the pinnacle of local news stations across the country, not just locally. You know, one of the top five affiliates in the country, maybe you could make that argument. So that had always been a dream to get a chance to work at Channel 8. And covering morning news. I'd done some morning shows in the past. Again, I'm somebody with an appetite for news, sports, entertainment, and morning news is one of the few places left where you can still talk about all those things. And a chance to be a part of this community and contribute to this community that I care so much about, not just North Texas, but especially Fort Worth. That has a tremendous appeal to me, and it was a right opportunity at the right time and it was one of those things where as hard as it was to leave NFL Network and to leave our friends in Los Angeles it just we just kind of knew it deep down that this was the right move to make and so coming back this will be your first fall full-time back in Fort Worth is this going to be the first time you've been able to attend every frog football game oh good question I, I probably would have to go back to I'm not sure the last year I made it to every home game because even when I was in Sherman Denison, I would work on the weekends some, so I would make it to some home games. So, yeah, it's been a while. I've tried to make it to games whenever I could. Uh, made it to the Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, made it back for that time. We spanked Utah back in uh, 2009 uh, at home. A lot of people remember that game. I've made it back to games when at all possible, but the chance to be able to make a games and have them be in my backyard. It's going to be pretty cool. What was what is the thing you talked about family? What was maybe the thing you missed most about just the DFW area? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I think you take for granted one how easy everything is here relatively speaking. There's not as much traffic. You can find parking. Some of those kinds of things just tangibly are have been refreshing being back here. Uh, this is where I grew up. I'm, I'm from here. This place is part of who I am. So I think there's that aspect to it. And certainly Los Angeles became that as well. A good friend of mine says he uh, was raised in Texas, but grew up in California. And for me, the fact that I didn't leave, I didn't go far from home to go to college. My first job was an hour and a half away. I, I don't know that I had that fish out of water experience that some people need to be able to grow and become an adult. And California was that for me, <laughs> getting out of my comfort zone and getting away and having to stand on my own two feet certainly was a necessary learning experience for me. And California was a big part of that. I know people in Texas love to hate on California, but it's actually pretty cool out there. <laughs> 
and I had a great experience out there and I have a deep affection for the people there and, and the geography and the weather and all the cool stuff I got a chance to do there personally and professionally and met my wife there, had my kids out there. So I, I very much wear the fact that I lived there for that period of time with pride is well, as long, along with being from here, Fort Worth and Texas in general, it just was good to be back around folks that, uh, I have deep connections and ties to. So do we need to ask where you stand on the Whataburger and In-N-Out debate? Oh, this all day Whataburger. That's not even <laughs> like, uh, no, no question. You also mentioned that you got to come back to campus quite a bit. Even when you were in California, you were on the National Alumni Board, Help Board of Trustees, other things around the, the Maudi and journalism school, things like that. How have you seen... TCU evolve maybe just since graduation in the that's last a, 20 years? That's a great question. Uh, I mean, I obviously can't speak to what TCU was like before I was a student there because you see it from afar. But Well, maybe you can because your whole family's been sure, here since 1873. You, but, but I think, yeah, but you, you get to like, <laughs> you know, when you're on campus as a student, you're in the life of the university uh, and such a big part of it. And you see, uh, obviously, the transformation physically on campus. How do you even sum up? how drastic that's been um, in a good way. Uh, but I think for me, what I notice, what I feel like I you see tangibly is this unification around the university's mission statement to think and act as ethical leaders in a global community. That's something that from the chancellor on down to the folks that you encounter uh, in maintenance, professors, the alumni staff, it seems like wholesale across the university, anybody who has any connection here or is employed by the university or attends school here, it seems like there's a buy-in to that mission statement and i think that acts that that's shown in how they treat people that's shown in how visitors feel welcome here being in california i'd meet parents who send their kids to tcu and i'd ask them what was it what drew you from orange county california to fort worth texas and they would say the visit i showed up on campus and there was just something and it's sometimes hard for people to put their finger finger on but i think it's tangible people feel it and I think that difference is certainly there. You saw it in the ethos of people that you would interact on campus with 20 plus years ago. But I think now it just seems so wholesale. And that to me is a tangible difference for sure. And, and enthusiasm, too. You see TCU gear. You see purple. You see it. The, the school spirit notch is, or a dial is up to an 11. I was going to say, you being in the media probably even know this more than others. I know... 15 years ago, maybe you couldn't find TCU gear except in the five-block radius around, mm -hmm. you know, TCU. And now if you go to a, a shop in Austin, you'll find, you know, TCU memorabilia and might even be out in California and has become a national brand. And maybe you probably speak to that more. Than yeah. I'll, I, I, if I had to add up the, the random places I've seen, TCU shirts, hats, clothing, whatever, bookstore in Los Angeles, uh, traveling abroad. I was at the Super Bowl in Atlanta this past year. And, and my hotel room, there's our hotel uh, lobby. There's folks wearing TCU gear. So obviously TCU people were spread out beforehand, but I think they're more likely to wear it on their sleeves. Literally going to your one final thing about your journalism career. What would you say is the most memorable interview you've had? Man, that's a really tough question. 
because I, I feel like I've been fortunate to have some some pretty memorable ones. I look back and I mean, I never would have. I don't know how I would have ever charted the career path that I've ended up taking. So I think I've been very fortunate with some of the opportunities to interview people that I just am fans of their work. Um, I mean, Ladanian Tomlinson getting to work with him was a, a career highlight, personal highlight. Uh, I'm a big fan of Tom Hanks. He's been a good interview. Uh, I had a long sit down one time with Mary J. Blige, who was just a fascinating person, her life story, her experiences. Um, hmm. That's a really good question. I'm going to have to think about that one a little bit. Well, I'll give you some more time to think. Yeah. This is, we'll come, well, maybe the, the hardest question of all, the one we'll wrap up with favorite TCU memory? Hmm. There's a lot to choose from. Uh, this is an easy one, and I think one that a lot of people would probably say the Rose Bowl was pretty special for me for a, a number of reasons. So, one, lifetime TCU fan and for a good portion of my life consistently losing rooting for teams that couldn't get a W so that was kind of the exclamation point on the Gary Patterson era on this recent surge in football success uh, that day in Pasadena so my wife lived in Pasadena uh, when she was getting her master's degree and that was the last day she had in her apartment there so literally we spent the night in her apartment my dad and his wife were in town we all spent the night in the apartment on the floor in air mattresses on air mattresses because she'd moved everything out we take the keys in and drop them off go to the Rose Bowl parade get lunch go to the game we beat Wisconsin in epic fashion cap up this unbelievable undefeated season and what was cool about it for me was here's my favorite team in my backyard playing this huge game but it was not just a special moment for TCU I thought it was a special moment for Fort Worth because you've seen the Stars and the Mavericks and the Cowboys win titles before but those are North Texas teams that don't belong to Fort Worth Fort Worth kind of belongs to them maybe but this was Fort Worth's team and I think in so many ways TCU and Fort Worth are synonymous you know kind of the, the underdog a little bit the, the horn frog really that that little you know toad that has to fight and scrap to stay alive you know and I think that that is a great metaphor for the city for this university and what we're capable of so to see that game david beats goliath in pasadena uh i got married in pasadena a few months later on a unbelievable january day with everything that was uh you know at stake for the university for the football team for the city itself i i can't say enough about that day easily one of my favorite memories period tcu related or not and that is Mark Iztuk. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, man, thanks thanks for having me. It's a real honor to, to be here and get to chat with you and uh, to get to be purple for a day. And when can and when and where can people follow you that weren't aware that you were back in the Bright DFU? and early, 4.30 to 7 o'clock every morning, Monday, Wednesday, Monday through Friday on WFAA. If you happen to live in Dallas-Fort Worth, it's easy. You just flip the dial to Channel 8. You can watch us live on the WFAA app. Uh, if you have the News On app, you can watch it recorded the prior 24 hours hours worth of uh, shows are there as well uh yeah we make it easy for you so what time do you have to go to bed during the week so i'm averaging i'm hoping to get to bed by eight o'clock so if i get to bed by eight 
I wake up around 1.50 or so. That's just shy of six hours. Out the door at 2.45, pull into the station at 3.30, on air at 4.30 to 7. Try to get a nap in there somewhere. Pick up the kids from school. Do it over again. TCU basketball season is going to be rough for you this year. It's going to be we have a lot of eight o'clock tips. I get it, man. I'm going to have to like <laughs> catch up on some extra sleep. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Rob. Really appreciate it. Thank you to KTCU and co-manager Jeff Craig for their editing of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Frog for Life podcast. If you or a friend or family member would like to get in touch with us to share your story, please contact us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at TCU Alumni. We look forward to sharing our next story of how TCU Alumni are changing the world.